this is just the way I am. Like, the amount of times I hear that, I just want to, like, barf in my mouth. Mm. That's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's just what you're choosing. Yeah. It's just what you're choosing. Like, take ownership over the fact that you're choosing this. And, you know, that sucks. That's like a slap in the face. And I do that to myself sometimes. I'm like, hey, Sam, you're fucking choosing to do this right now. You were choosing this. Do you want to continually choose this and suffer? Or do you want to make another decision? I literally talk to myself like this. Because it's any if there's anything in my life that is that is resembling suffering, I have to take responsibility and personal accountability for the fact that I'm creating that and I am choosing it. So the second I want to stop suffering is the second that I get to make another decision. The sun is coming up, are you ready to go? We can take a ride, we can take it slow. Yo. It's your boy Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you do you activist, excited to welcome you on the road to self-love. Each week, I'm going to be joined by a very special guest in my car as we travel, literally and figuratively, on the road to self-love. We're going to have very candid conversation about life, self-love, business, and so much more, all with the goal of giving you the tools that you need to learn how to love yourself unconditionally. I hope you're ready, so let's get buckled up, because here we go. self-lovers welcome back to another episode of the road to self-love it's your boy paul fishman self-love coach and you do you activist here today standing in the middle of my kitchen with a blanket over my head recording this because (laughs) you gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) i'm sure you can picture it right now but that that's not why we're here we are here to talk about you leaving a review for the show or heck you even subscribing to the show have you thought about it have you done it yet if not what are you waiting for anyway i'm so honored to have you here on the road today joining me is samantha skelly and she mm, she drops so much knowledge on this episode about so many powerful and potent things but before i tell you all about that i just need to share with you that at the core samantha is really in touch with the need to heal the human tendency to suffer and we talk about this in great detail in the show and i cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say about how to stop your suffering, how to move yourself through the beauty that is allowing yourself to rewrite your own stories. And I'm just so honored to have her on the show today. So Samantha got her start as a actress. And then when she connected with her disordered idea of what nourishment of food is, she realized that the suffering that she put herself through food and consumption was not serving her. So within that, she created an amazing certification program called Hungry for Happiness, where she teaches people to empower others through happiness and love and acceptance in your body. So we talk a little bit about that, but we really, really dive deep into how to stop your suffering. Now, I also have to share that a couple of weeks ago, I had the pleasure of going to a breath work workshop with Samantha at her home. And it 
blew my mind. Now, unfortunately, we don't talk a lot about breathwork in this episode, and I'm feeling like I might need to have her back for a part two, because she is doing amazing things in the breathwork community, and I'm so excited for you to experience them. So make sure to go and follow her at Samantha Skelly on Instagram. I'll make sure to link everything in the the notes, but make sure to do that because you're going to find out a lot about breath work, which is just as powerful as all of the things we talk about today. So with that being said, don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to screenshot this episode and tag me at Paul Fishman and at Samantha Skelly because we want to share this with all of our communities and it makes so much of an impact when you share it with your friends and your family so with that being said let's get ready to get buckled up because here we go welcome back to the road to self-love it's your boy paul fishman self-love coach and you do you activist joined today by samantha scully that how you say your last name yeah Okay, great. I did it. I did perfect. <laughs> it's, it's always uncensored and candid here on The Road to Self-Love. And I'm so excited to have you here because A, you're Canadian. Love a Canadian yes. moment. B, you're so much fun. I was just on your show and I'm just so excited uh, that you reciprocated and you're willing to be on my show too. 100%. And C, you just have so much to share with the audience and you have like this. And I have a lot of audience members and, and community who suffer with like disordered eating mm-hmm. and the, the idea their relationship with food yeah. so I'm really excited to dive into that but just yeah, would yeah. love you because self-love is all about honoring who you are and empowering yourself mm-hmm. to be your truest version of you mm-hmm. I would love you to introduce yourself my name <laughs> is Samantha Skelly and thanks dude for having me here this yeah. is so cool I mean, this is a first. This yeah. is uh, what, a, what an innovative, beautiful idea. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, it's so interesting. I I so I grew up as a dancer and an actress mm-hmm. when I was younger. I, I worked on Smallville as a stunt double for many years. Oh. Um, and when I was in the industry, I was such a perfectionist, and there was a lot of pressure on me to be a certain way. Um, and But I didn't realize the pressure because I was just so in it. Like, every single day with dancing and with acting, I was just very much focused on, on the goal. But the nature of both of those things is a lot of rejection, a lot of... Um, having to be a certain way we want the you know we want the brunette we want the skinnier one we want the this we want the and you know it's just like geez and being a ballerina having to be this big that's a, that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and so I quit dancing and acting when I was 18 years old and um that's when that's when I started like having like gnarly eating disorders and that's when I started having going into this time this period that I called my diet depression years where I was on over 50 diets in less than four years and just like couldn't eat like a normal person like had no idea what that the concept of just like using food for health and hunger I just had no awareness around what that potentially could be like or feel like um and so everything was very structured and rigid and controlled and 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 all of that and I know that's how so many people are living and existing right now is like Mm -hmm. this they're creating like a jail within the confines of their own you know mind trying to you know stay safe really it's all about safety it's not about the food like the food is an innocent bystander in all of this but we we villainize it and say food's ruining my life it's like no 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 the 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 emotionality is driving that so the irony in all this when I was struggling with food in my body I was a personal trainer which on one hand I was like trying to help people with their intimate health challenges and then behind closed doors I like couldn't figure it out myself you know I was like so unhappy so depressed so anxious 
body dysmorphia through the roof, and then I would go to work and be like, hey guys, let's see, you know? Let's be fit. I, I used to wear, like, the everything is awesome mask, you know, where, like, yeah. everything's awesome, and then, like, inside I'm like, I hate my life, yeah. you know? So, that whole, that all happened, and I ended up, I was living in England at the time, I ended up getting deported from England back to Vancouver, and it was sort of this wake-up call of, like, I need to sort my shit out and I need to understand what I'm actually hungry for and get to the bottom of like emotionally what is going on because putting band-aids on bullet wounds is actually not helping Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I did and three years after that I just realized like wow I'm a completely different person and I'm like I need to share this yeah share this with the world oh my goodness so you're sharing it all so you said a couple of things that really like struck a chord with me Mm -hmm. this whole idea of safety like Mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit more Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are we are grappling for safety as humans. Like we don't feel safe. We don't feel safe to be alive. We don't feel safe to feel into our bodies. We don't feel safe to just like exist and surrender and let ourselves be supported. And because of that break in in self safety, we find ourselves overcompensating in the form of like hyper controlling everything and micromanaging and making sure we have you know, enough money and enough this and enough this and big, bigger, more, 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 because ultimately we don't feel safe. I, mm. I do some VIP coaching with some billionaires who just want to make more money because what if something happens? It's like, it's not a money problem. It's a safety problem. It's a very visceral reaction to not feeling safe yeah. in the world. And the best work we can do as humans is to understand how to repair those fractures in our energetic system so that we don't have to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That I never heard of it in that concept of safety, but it. I mean, now now you said it, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And so, how does that relate back to food? So, so so many ways, but I'll give you a few reasons. Um, a binge eater, for instance, a binge eater who has had a previous history of, say, sexual trauma or abuse or violation of some severity, mm-hmm. using food as a barrier to intimacy because they don't feel safe to be uh, attractive. Mm. Therefore, they're, they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Therefore, therefore, that may happen again. And so the food is a way of creating a, a physical barrier to intimacy in the form of, of weight so that that doesn't happen again. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Safety, another way of, of it is not feeling safe to feel our emotions. Like, I don't feel safe feeling the discomfort of anxiety, the discomfort of shame, the discomfort of sadness. I don't feel safe in that. Therefore, I'm going to use food as a drug to numb my emotions so I don't have to do that. Right? And then we get into this pattern of, like, constantly using food as a drug and overcompensating and shifting our state so we don't have to feel. Well... The compound effect of that is, of course, obesity and extreme disordered eating. So if we learn to feel safe with our emotionality and sit in the essence of discomfort knowing that I can feel pain and I am still safe, mm. and we learn the tools to be able to do that, that's how we can shift the, this entire narrative. Deep breath, man. That, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just always, if you're listening to this, on we don't know wherever you listen to podcasts like I just urge you to sometimes come on over to YouTube and see my facial expressions <laughs> when my mind gets blown because like my mouth was just like I was like that that it's 
it's so interesting to reframe this idea of emotional eating and the wounding and and excess weight being just protection and not just like a health issue yeah and and i completely agree with that and love that you brought that up i personally struggle a lot with excess weight and had we talked about all of this on your show and and i i just if you if someone's listening to this and like that just struck accord with them and reign so true like what's their first step to to move through that or around that or out of it or however I'm gonna talk about talk about five steps great (laughs) the first step is honesty Mm. right we're so good at lying to ourselves we're so good at lying to ourselves to be like I'm fine it's all good blah 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 like get honest with yourself about where you're actually at Mm -hmm. I, I feel like if we if we need if we want sustainable transformation, we can't be operating from illusion. We can't be operating from lies. We can't be operating from fear. Okay. We have to look at it as it is. Be so 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 honest. Okay, this is the picture of where I'm at right now. This is what I'm struggling with. This is my fears. This is what I don't want people to know. This is my discomfort with intimacy. That's the first thing. The second thing is how can I just fully accept exactly where I'm at right now? We can't have single transformation happens when we fully, fully accept where we're at. When we don't accept it, then we start taking action out of fear. Like, I hate where I'm at. I'm going to take action out of fear. And if we look at it in the realm of a dieter, that's exactly what happens. I hate my body. Fuck it. I'm just going to get on a diet and just, like, work my way out of this. Mm-hmm. And then so we start to take action out of fear. So, therefore, the birthplace of the motivation is uncomfortable and trying to run away. And the actions of getting there are all fear-based transformation, which is never sustainable. When we get there, we feel unfulfilled. And then when we throw in the towel, we gain all the way back plus more because we're not addressing what was actually driving the weight gain in the first place. Mm-hmm. So the second step is is acceptance. The third step is, can I love the part of me that feels anxious? Can I love the part of me that's fat? Can I love the part of me that's overwhelmed? Can I love the part of me? like When we learn to accept all parts of us, we get to transcend with all of it. It all gets to be there, you know? Like, even right now with with, with you and I, right? There's parts of us that we're like, hmm, I don't really know if like that is in alignment with the rest of me. Mm-hmm. It's like beautiful. That's data. That's information. And go, all right, this pattern that I do or this behavior that I do is not in alignment with who I want to be. Beautiful feedback. Beautiful information. Let me accept it. Let me love it. Let me create a vision for what it could be. And let me get back in alignment. Um, so that's the third thing is really just like loving all parts, even, even the messy parts. When we love the messy parts, we transform them. We don't transform through hate. We don't, we don't, you know, release weight through shaming, you know, although that's a very popular way of doing things these days. Um, the, the fourth thing is setting a vision for what you want. You know, like whenever I ask people like, what do you want? No one knows what they want in life. Do you ever realize this? Like, yeah. like, what do you what do you want? I don't know. Like, what do you want for your relationship? I don't know. I'm just like throwing shit at a wall and hoping something sticks. What do you want for your for your personal financial you know blueprint? What do you want for the, like? No one really knows what they want. So when we decisively decide what we want, and we set the vision for it, we cast the vision for it. Our brain will be pulled into it, right? We are we are we have a negative bias going on, and this is just how we're designed. We're tr- we try and avoid things we don't want. But that doesn't help when it comes to manifestation, creation, and actually growth. Mm-hmm. Because when we're focused on, like, I don't want to be fat. All right, cool. I don't want to binge eat. All right, that's great information. But what do you want? 
What is your, what is the healthiest, most vital version of your body look like? What's your relationship with food look like in its ideal state? Yeah. And then it's, um, commitment to that vision. The fifth step is commitment to that vision. Like how can I show up and be so committed to that vision even when it's hard, even when it sucks? How? How can you? Recommitting every single minute. Yeah. Like, uh, and forgiving ourselves every single minute. I fuck up all the time. I'm like, I forgive you, Sam. I love you. You're so human. I'm going to recommit right now. Mm-hmm. And then maybe two minutes later, I'll fuck up again. And then I'll recommit again. Yeah. Right? But it's like, it's like that unconditional kindness is what truly transform our lives. Like, true transformation happens at the intersection of pain and love. Mm-hmm. When we're in pain and it's so easy to shame ourselves, it's so easy to hate ourselves, it's so easy to say, like you're a stupid loser and then love comes in that's when we get to transform at that intersection mm. but when we're, when we're in pain and we throw hate on top of pain it's not gonna work not gonna work you know i i like those steps i think that what's cool about them is like parts of them are tangible and other parts are untangible so it like makes us like beautiful just mix of mm-hmm. fun things to do and mm-hmm. try out and the the one thing you said that I'm I'd love to know a little bit more about is this idea that we avoid the things that we don't want because mm-hmm. I think that we truly avoid the things we do want both both okay both, both. okay yeah so we're not gonna yeah. have a debate here so you there's just agree like with the me. fear well that's both right so yeah. there's like the fear of success right mm-hmm. if I succeed and then I'm going to be seen. And when I'm seen, what's that going to mean? Mm-hmm. If I grow tall, what's that going to, you know, people are going to cut me down. Mm-hmm. It, it is both. Um, we are, we have reptilian brains that are yeah. 2 million years old. So we're always looking for things that may kill us. Right? So, so the example I'm going to use here is like uh, starting a business. Right? We have so many fears and so many things that hold us back. But you're not good enough. And what if this happens? What if this happens? Because it's, we're, our brains are trying to keep us mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That reptilian brain. Love it the most. I love you, my reptilian brain that screws up lots of things, but I still love you. <laughs> well, I think this is a perfect time for our first road trip game of the day. Ha <laughs> 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 um, I've just been like going through the roster of things that I normally I try and plan it out in advance, but I have a really hard time doing that when I like spend time in someone's energy. Mm-hmm. And I would love to play the story game with you. And basically what we're gonna do is you and I are gonna tell a story together. And it's gonna be a theme, so whatever the theme is. And there's two ways to tell the story. We could either do it, you do a word, then I do a word, or you can start telling the story and then I will continue telling the story and I will allow you to choose whichever way you wanna do it. Let's do the second version. Okay, and what, what are we telling a story about? We're gonna be telling a story about ladybugs. Oh my gosh, the ladybugs. The where are they? <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> ladybugs. But did you see that there's like a 15 mile long bloom, a cloud of them in San Diego? I did not. Oh, that was just a coincidence. That's a total coincidence. Oh. Tell me more about that. Well, why don't we start telling the All story? Right, I and love then, this. So I, love this. I guess I'll start then. So okay. once upon a time, today there was a bloom of ladybugs. And a bloom of ladybugs is a group of ladybugs that are migrating for the summertime. And the ladybugs normally live in the mountains in the winter and they are heading over to the coast in the summertime. And this bloom is 15 miles long. It's 15 miles long, somewhere here in San Diego. Now, last night, 
Bob the newscaster. He was looking at the weather. He saw what looked to be a cloud of something peculiar and he thought to himself. He thought to himself, oh my gosh, is there a storm coming? Are we gonna be terrorized by the storm? And then he looked closer and what he saw was something very lucky. So lucky that he kept it to himself and he wanted to keep this secret thing to himself for as long as possible that he decided to go to his boss and give his notice. He was like, I'm not even gonna work here anymore. I just need to keep the secret to myself. I'm not gonna tell anyone. And by keeping that secret, he was so terrified that someone would find out. So what he did is he hopped in his car after he gave us notice and he was like, peace out everybody. And he drove and drove and drove and tried to find this huge cloud of ladybugs. He went up the hills and down the hills and he tried to figure it out. And finally he spotted this massive cloud of ladybugs. So what did he do? He parked his car, he got out, he looked up at the ladybugs and he said, take me with you, take me with you ladies. And they looked down at him and they said to him, Come on, Bob, you're one of us now. So Bob ran. He ran as fast as he could. And he jumped. And the second he jumped, they caught him in and they pulled him in and they, they danced around him. And, and then they started giving him little kisses on his cheeks. And, and, and then they started taking little particles of old ladybug dust and covering him with red and and he turned into a big big ladybug bob came became the token large ladybug and he was known miles and miles away bob the oversized ladybug and bob the ladybug was the luckiest ladybug he can grant everybody's wishes people would come to him like he was jesus saying, Bob, please grant my wish, please grant my wish, and Bob would. He granted 10,000 wishes, and all the wishes that he granted came completely true. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good, that's, I wanna meet Bob. Oh my God, Bob, I've got so many wishes for you. You know, I really like that story and it kind of reminded me of what happens when you surround yourself with a community that mm -hmm. you might be, not sure of but like something's calling you to be a part of a community and and uh, I think that community is really uplifting and I know that you have you know this amazing uh, certification program called hungry for happiness and and do you feel that like and it's a it's a group setting it's a, it's creating a community do you think that there's transformation within community oh my gosh yeah Absolutely. I think we are so designed for community. We're desi so designed to connect. We're so designed to have intimacy with others. Mm -hmm. And I think what stops us from fully immersing ourselves and extracting the joy from community is our inability to be intimate with ourselves first. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Which I think is very, very interesting. You know, it's like we can only go as we can only go deep with others if we're willing to go to that depth within ourselves. Um, but I, f I, you know, there's incredible uh, transformation that happens within the Hungry for Happiness community. There's incredible transformation that happens here in my community, you know, in Lucidia, where we live right now, Solana Beach, Encinitas, where, where North County, this area, like some of the coolest people I've met here and who I've become in the last two years 
by the support that I have from the humans that live in this area who are constantly, you know, supporting me in all of my crazy ideas and ventures and missions and empires that I'm choosing to bring into this world is just absolutely incredible. And, you know, I was with, I was with one of my girlfriends today uh, out for breakfast and she was just reflecting to me like what she sees in me. And it's just, that is just so powerful because I think sometimes we can get so caught up in our heads and so caught up in our, you know, on our, in our worlds and we forget the, the light that we're bringing to the world. We can sometimes forget the impact or the influence that we're having on another person or, or whatever it is. And when we say community, that community can be three people. So I think it's so important for us to really identify who our tribe is, who are the people that we want to do life with and intentionally create that in our lives rather than passively just existing within it. Mm, So many good nuggets there. I really love what you said about just like getting out of your head and empowering yourself to, to reflect on what you truly accomplished. I think that whether it's in a weight loss journey or a self-love journey like there it because well with weight loss is a little more tangible but like with regards to self-love and just the types of transformation that you lead people through like it's really really challenging to tangibly measure these types of transformations so just taking every day and celebrating it i i think that that's what's that's a new piece of community that you just opened me up to is that you can use community as a mirror and a reflection of your your truest self and the true beauty that you are i love that you have people in your life to like illuminate that for you yeah and really asking for people asking people for feedback on our blind spots in a really really safe way you know i like I, i believe not everyone deserves to know your story i just think that investing in people who really love you to share your story with and ask for mm-hmm. feedback on like how can I be showing up better what do you see in me that I'm that mm-hmm. I'm not seeing what are yeah. some areas of feedback that may be useful for me right now and just just taking that in with love you know taking feedback in with love so that we can grow I think I have an understanding with my boyfriend with my friends with my my community of like I am committed to growth and if you can be a mirror for me and be a a stand for that, like I feel like that is just one of the most incredible and valuable things that we can do for each other. Yeah. Have you noticed that like a lot of there there's people are scared to give true honest feedback? Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because we fear rejection. Right. We fear rejection. You know, I think um I just look at like my last partnership versus the one I'm in now and when I tried to give feedback to my my previous partner it was always came off as I was criticizing or I was and so there would be defense right whereas my new partner it's like because he's committed to growth and he knows that I love him and I have his best interest at heart there's inquiry there on his part you know he can say oh wow I'm curious about like your experience with me because I want to figure out like where I can grow. Mm-hmm. And I think when we find those individuals who there's unwavering love with, it, rejection doesn't become an issue of like it, it's not about rejection, it's about growth and feedback. Yeah. And it's always comes back to safety when yeah. you know whether exactly. you you feel safe with the person or or not. Mm-hmm. I, I really this wow, I mean it I, I say this all 
all the time, but I think that like having a show like this, it, I just get so much free advice from so many very powerful people. So thank you for, for all of the free advice. You know, and everyone else who's listening, you can benefit from it too. But uh, So let's transition a little bit into, you know, how you directly impact and inspire you know, your community and what kind of offering you have. Because if, uh, I guarantee that someone's listening to this and being like, ooh. Uh, the street freaks me out. Yeah, I know. I was just like, it. I'm going to come home. That almost happened. Um, you know, where was I? Just, Offerings I feel, to the world. do you feel safe? I feel I, safe no, again. Okay, great. <laughs> Your offerings and, and, and how, like, if someone's listening to this, they can, they, if they feel inspired and empowered to be like, oh yeah, yeah. this, this woman is speaking my language. Like, w- how can people work with you? What, what do you offer and all that? So there's a few, there's a few ways I have. One of my big missions with Hungry for Happiness is to really shift the idea of what weight loss is and really inspire people to understand that physical weight on our body is oftentimes emotional weight that's not healed and not loved mm-hmm. and not transcended. And so my mission with that is so big. So the certification program allows me to give leaders the tools and the framework to be able to help other people and start businesses in in this particular niche, which is so exciting. And I just love, love, love doing that. Yeah. Um, so if you are a health coach, wellness coach, just someone who wants to make a difference um, and is inspired by that conversation, our certification program is, I, I'm just obsessed with it. It's a 400 hour, 10 month journey. Um, and then on the on the sort of self-love, self-love spiritual development, food and body side, we have retreats, group programs, online courses, meditations, books, all that kind of, all that kind of fun shenanery for, for people to, shenanery. to, get, to get immersed in. Yeah. That's amazing. I love you. You have an offer for everyone. However, they want to receive mm-hmm. your support. It's available. And yeah. the certification is great. I have a friend who went through it and she just like couldn't stop talking about how powerful it was for her. And, and how obsessed she was with you. And I was like, well, I'm picking up what she's putting down now. I get it. I get it. I'm like obsessed with my clients. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the best way to be. If you're not obsessed with your clients, then what's the point, right? Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit more about just your mission because you we've talked about where you were and then you had that was almost three years ago and you've kind of been on this journey to spread this message of of happiness at the core of everything and and really can you take walk us through like when you had that realization what were the steps you took to get yourself to where you are now oh that's a good question you know I think about this often like why am I here mm-hmm. what, am I, what the heck am I doing here mm. I, I was if you asked me 10 years ago I would be like I'm gonna be a real estate agent it's <laughs> like I was like dead set on that um, and now I'm in this position where I'm running these two companies and all this stuff's going on writing books I'm like I never I never dreamed of this as a young girl you know and many people do I think I have such low tolerance for human suffering and I see how much people suffer mm. in the world and I'm like this is so unnecessary and and we are the cause of it you know and if, if people can just understand like how they're creating suffering in their life by self-destructing and just believing things that are just total garbage Mm. and we can start to break free of some of this just like archaic belief systems and conditioning that is keeping people stuck and and frustrated and if i can if i can 
spread that message in a great way. Like I'll do that till the day I die, you know, I'll do that until the day I die because it is so fulfilling and it is so incredible to be able to show someone a new way of existing and living as a human on this planet that doesn't have to involve the continual suffering and struggling that we are all so addicted to really like we are addicted to struggling it's like life has to be hard if it's not hard it's not worth it it's like no that's not my story my story is life gets to be easy and the pain that I experience allows me to grow and transcend into deeper layers of who I am and that's the conversation I want to be a part of that's the kind of life I want to live and I want to educate people that that's possible we don't have to steal these old belief systems from you know, years and decades ago that is telling us we everything shit needs to be hard. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's interesting. I think it's a generational thing too, mm -hmm. because I even, I was having dinner with my dad last night and he was like, you know, son, you're doing great things. You realize that you have to work really, really, really hard to make something happen yeah. and successful. And I was just like, and then I walked away feeling guilty mm -hmm. and shame because I was like, this is the easiest yeah. and most fun. Yeah. Thing I've ever done mm. and it's also the most successful yeah so it's totally. like where is this disconnect totally. and 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 how can you said that about suffering and I believe that people go in the suffering cycle yes. you know we're in the cycle of suffering and and when you you step into your cycle of suffering you're gonna continue triggering it and it. how That's so it. how would you if if you've identified your suffering, like how would you recommend someone break free of their suffering? We break free from suffering by feeling through the layers of emotion that needs to be felt and changing our story around what that emotion means. So there's this tool that I teach called sensation association, meaning we have an association and a meaning for the sensations that we experience in our body. Mm. A lot of our stories and associations around pain is I'm weak, this is gonna last forever, I'm, no, I'm not good, whatever it is. That person doesn't like me, this person doesn't like me, whatever it is, we start to get, we start to get like destructively creative around why we suck. Whereas when we can change our story around the sensation that we're experiencing in our systems and we change the story to, what is this teaching me? This is data, if this sensation was data, which it is, it's feedback, what do I need to learn from this? What is going on right now? How can I grow from this? And we, we treat that feeling in our body as a catalyst for growth and not something that needs to be shamed and suppressed and numbed. Then we step out of suffering immediately and into something more creative and productive. Mm. And the more we just choose that conversation, the more we will slowly untangle the grip of just chronic suffering. Chronic suffering. It's... And it's an interesting thing because it's almost like the the lesson of some people aren't even in touch with what their suffering is. Mm -hmm. But I believe that the universe is continuously <laughs> trying to teach us this lesson. I also struggle a lot with human suffering. It's really painful for me to see someone so clearly mm -hmm. going through something. And I'm just like, gosh, it's, it's like night and day for me. I can see it so clearly. But it's like almost like it's not my place to just step in and be like, this is why you're suffering. Yeah. But I... I because I coach through self-love, which is a very just like intangible like de definition of how we feel about ourselves, I have a lot of people who sign up with me, pay their deposit, and then back out mm. and go through that consistent suffering. And for a long time, I had I felt so horrible about it. But then I realized it had nothing to do with me, mm. and it's 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 painful to continue to go through that like yeah. I had to go through it today and mm -hmm. it also like takes ownership on my end to be a little bit more 
thoughtful with the people that I'm connecting with and inviting to work with me. But it's all just this concept of suffering. You don't have to suffer. Mm -hmm. If you are listening to this, you do not have to suffer any longer. And the conversation in your head is like, but I have to, but I have to do this. But if I don't do this, and just like be the observer of those thoughts happening in your brain and do not identify with them. Because when we identify with those thoughts and we start to believe them, we feed them and then we just, they just perpetuate and perpetuate and they just really become a part of who we are. But you get to choose another narrative, another story in every moment. You know, like I love questioning myself. I love asking myself, is that true, Sam? Is that really true? Is there truth in this? Or is this, are you just feeding into this bullshit story that is trying to keep you safe and small and structured and overwhelmed? And we have just as much ability to create new stories as we do to destroy the archaic ones that are not serving our highest. So when we have awareness and we're honest about what those stories are, they're so much easier to dismantle and uncover if we are numb to those stories or, or we just think, well, this is just the way I am. Like the amount of times I hear that, I just want to like barf in my mouth. Mm. That's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's just what you're choosing. Yeah. It's just what you're choosing. Like take ownership over the fact that you're choosing this. And you know, that sucks. That's like a slap in the face. And I do that to myself sometimes. I'm like, Hey Sam, you're fucking choosing to do this right now. <laughs> you were choosing this. Do you want to continually choose this and suffer? Or do you want to make another decision? I literally talk to myself like this because it's, any, if there's anything in my life that is that is resembling suffering, I have to take responsibility and personal accountability for the fact that I'm creating that and I am choosing it. So the second I want to stop suffering is the second that I get to make another decision. Mm. So, I mean, I love this. I love this so much. The, the thing that keeps on popping up for me is that like, yes, you and I are very conscious of this. And yes, maybe hearing this for the first time can be very exciting, but how do you, how do you, how did you train yourself to always be like, oh, uh, I'm telling myself a story. I got to stop with the stories. Like, is there something quick that, that people can take away from this that maybe they can do? Mm -mm. It's not quick. It's not quick. It's a constant process of showing up and being so present to the sensations and thoughts that are going on in our mind. And what I'm talking about can take years. And I think in this world, we're like, I want everything so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think what can speed up the process is to just be ruthlessly committed to showing up and being present to what's going on in your body and choosing differently opposite action all right my tendency is to do this I'm gonna do this my tendency is to do this and just like showing up and making those micro commitments and those micro decisions every single day so that we shift the boat you know we can't take massive pivots when it comes to our personal development mm. you know and mm-hmm. when we try to our brain's gonna go oh, this is out of alignment we'll self-sabotage we'll be back to where we started so allow yourself to take time in the journey of transformation it's not gonna happen yesterday it's not gonna happen yesterday so good yeah wow so it's not gonna happen yesterday that was powerful uh, I'm just going to let that sink in while we play our next road trip game. <laughs> Yay. So I play this with all of my guests. We are going to play Fuck, Mary Kill oh, with, man. but now it's not going to be with people because y'all know I don't need another PR nightmare. I haven't had one yet. But <laughs> um, Fuck, Mary Kill, the past, the present, and the future. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I just got really into that. <laughs> um... So, okay, so so fuck, marry, kill, past, yeah. present, future? Yeah. 
What do you mean? So <laughs> you have to. Have you never played Fuck Mary Kill? I have, but only with people. Yeah. I'm so like Brad it's, Pitt. The, it's this. It's the same concept. So okay. what, choose one one concept that you would make passionate love to, one concept that you would marry, and one concept that you would kill. In life. In life. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So what's the first one? Fuck. Pat. Yeah. F- what well, you can do them in any order. I thought this was going to be easy for you. <laughs> Past, present, future. Past, present, future? Yeah. Okay. I would marry... Uh, I, I would marry... Connection. Being with my friends. Am I doing this right? So the present? You would marry the present. I'd marry the present. Yeah. I think I'm screwing this up. Yeah, you're 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 thinking too hard. You're putting yourself through a lot of suffering <laughs> I'm right now. Suffering right now. So, for instance, uh, it it it's just yeah. So you would marry the present. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Um, I would make passionate love to the past. Okay. Because I have, I just feel like it's been so rich with lessons and opportunities mm. and beautiful things that have allowed me to get here. Okay. So I'd marry the past. I would fuck the present. Okay. Because I just feel so excited about my mission mm-hmm. and my relationship and my friends and everything that's going on. Okay. And then I would marry. No, you you have to kill the future. I gotta kill the future. Okay. <laughs> I was like, when, so normally those those concepts just come to me and I was like, gotta talk about the past, present, and future with Sam. Like, to ask her about that. And I thought you were, I, see, I had a different idea of what you were going to say. And yeah. I was like, it's going to be too easy, but I'm so so happy it was hard for you. Because I like <laughs> so, making them really hard. That's the hardest really thing hard. I've done all day. Okay, Paul, great. Hardest great, thing I've done great, all day. Great, great, great. <laughs> the hardest thing I've done all day is following traffic signs. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the guy's like, stop. You're like, I'm just going to keep going <laughs> it's interesting because um i normally don't play but i want to play okay. um i would i would kill the past because i it's just like it no longer serves me uh and i would mm. am i stopping and i would marry the present because mm. i think that being mm-hmm. present and okay see look at i had no idea what was going on and i would um I would fuck the future because like thinking about like what's upcoming gets me really excited mm-hmm. and but like I want to stay like married to the present. So here's why I would fuck the future or like um, kill the future yeah. because my tendency is to be so future focused and then it gives me anxiety. Yeah. So it's great. like if I can just kill the future and just be in the present and just be like yo this is what's real right now and this is what's what I get to do right now like we'll let the future come when it comes. I love that. <laughs> Okay, Sam, I just have a couple of more questions for you. Uh, my, my question, and I ask this to every single person who joins me on the road to self-love. What does self-love mean to you? Crying in a corner and bawling out all my childhood wounds. Mm, I love that. <laughs> I just love the giving myself the opportunity and the permission to just feel everything and just process and scream and yell and cry and just like marinate in the essence of emotionality knowing that it's all part of like my divine curriculum and my healing and just Mm. giving myself so much love as I'm in that process I just think that's 
so fun. So beautiful, amazing. I love that answer. I love that answer. Nobody has answered it the same over all of these interviews I've done. Yeah. So good. And uh, and my final question: Where can everyone find you? You can find me if you're interested in the certification program, hungryforhappiness.com slash certification. If you want to just come hang out with me on Instagram, it's at Samantha Skelly. And all my shenanigans on there. So links to Hungry for Happiness and all of my breathwork stuff is on there as well. Amazing. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the road to self-love. I'm going to link everything in the description box and the show notes. Uh, if you head to paulfishman.love forward slash blog, you will find a whole write-up of Sam. So thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. I loved our ladybug story. I can see the children's book now. And uh, thank you for being here. We'll see you next time on the road to self-love. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ooh, what an episode. Am I right? Man, I just love throwing that fuck, Mary kill zinger with everyone. And I pride myself on making that the hardest game ever to play. And mm, I don't know. I, I think I did okay. But anyway, my question. Have you left a review yet? Have you subscribed to the show yet on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen? Because with each new subscriber, with each new download, it pushes this podcast out into the universe and allows more people to listen and grow and experience and even better yet have you shared this with a friend a family member someone that you think might benefit from this message if the answer is yes well i am so grateful and if the answer is no well guess what you still have time do you boo and know that i am so excited every week to join you on the road and I will see you next week for another episode of The Road to Self-Love.